What's up, everybody? This is Dan from The Greatest Story Ever Played, uh, here with some bonus content today. What I'm going to talk about is the fifth issue from the Life is Strange comic uh, from Titan Comics. So this issue actually caps off the next arc in the series. So uh, issues one through four, that was called Dust. Um, there's previous episodes on those if you haven't listened to them. Going forward, I think any issues that we cover, or I cover, will end up on uh, this bonus content. So, you know, direct download or on YouTube or whatever, kind of that way, rather than on the primary podcast feed. That's kind of uh, my plan at this point. So, um, and this kicks off the second arc, which is called Waves, um, which will be issues five through eight. So this is the first of uh, the four for the Waves arc. Okay, so with that, I'll jump into a recap of what happened in the issue. We'll go from there. The issue begins, there's been a fast forward, it's 2016, so uh, some time has passed. And uh, we see Max uh, going to a coffee shop and she talks to Paul. He's the guy that works there. We find out that Max is doing some art for him. Um, she's done stuff for his website, just going to maybe uh, do stuff with the menu, different stuff like that. She's doing kind of freelance photography, design, art-related stuff. Chloe then shows up, and her and Max talk about an audition that Rachel had that day. Didn't Neither of them had known how it had gone yet. Max also talks about Victoria uh, booking something and that... Uh, Rachel probably won't be happy when she hears this. Chloe, though, is like, Max, you don't even know Victoria. Why do you, like, care about this? And Max is like, oh, yeah, uh, well, I know you guys, and so I know that that's how you'd feel, or whatever. So Max isn't supposed to know Victoria in this timeline, seemingly, uh, which is interesting. Um, this also makes me think that Max must have never gone to Blackwell at all, so... In, the, in this timeline. She must have stayed in Seattle and then somehow ended up in L.A. I don't, I don't know how she would have got there, excluding the time travel, but um, yeah, I, it doesn't sound like Max went to Blackwell, though, which is pretty interesting. Unless, for some reason, Victoria's not there, but um, either way, I guess Max coming to Blackwell would have been like Chloe and uh, Rachel would have made it off before Max got there, but it doesn't seem like Max got there since... Victoria was there before, at least. So that, that's kind of an interesting uh, wrinkle we get right away. Also, uh, during their conversation, there's this guy that's um, in all black sitting nearby that no one seems to notice except for Max. Chloe doesn't seem to really register he's there, neither does Paul. And he ends up taking the chip tip jar and kind of making off, and they realize, oh, the tip jar's gone, but uh, no one seemed to notice him. So that's kind of uh, interesting. After this, we pick up with them at home. So uh, Max, Chloe, and Rachel all live together. Max and Chloe come home, and Rachel's trying to make a YouTube video. It looks like she was making a makeup tutorial kind of thing. So uh, she was doing that, but they come in while she's making those. So she says, never mind, I'll just make it tomorrow. Uh, we'll upload that later. Rachel then tells them that she didn't go to her audition because she couldn't get someone to cover her shift. As a waitress, we find out that Rachel has quit. Uh, several jobs in a small amount of time to be able to go to auditions and stuff like that. Chloe asks, why didn't you just quit then, like, if someone can't take your shift? Rachel's like, well, I'm not exactly uh, the most employable since I've quit so many jobs so quickly kind of thing. So they, they talk for a second. Then their kind of night is over. We pick up with Max alone in her room, 
and she's laying on her bed, thinking, looking pretty sad. And uh, one of her thoughts was this. She says, it's a good life, but it's not the life I made with you. And I want to know you're okay. I just, I wish there was a way to know. I can live with the loneliness if I could just know. Uh, which is really, really sad. You, you see this um, part of Max where she's recognizing that this Chloe and this Rachel aren't her Chloe. It's not her Chloe. Um, the life that her and Chloe built after leaving Arcadia Bay before, this is not that life. That her relationship with Chloe isn't that same relationship. You know, Chloe's with Rachel as opposed to... Um, being with Max, I know before it doesn't seem like they ever actually got together near the end, but they were basically like life partners without being dating is what this is the vibe I kind of got from the previous issues. It seems like they never had gotten there. And so I think Max is now in the spot where she's like, we never had a relationship, but we could have. And now I'm here and we can't. And it's not really you because we don't have the same experiences we once had. So... It sucks. You really feel for Max here. I felt pretty bad for her in this. I'm kind of a... I don't think it's a criticism of Max, exactly, but on the other side of it, it's like, you kind of... By leaving your timeline, you... I don't know, kind of rolled the dice with that and trusted that Chloe's life would be better. And to, I don't know, think you could get that look in. Like, I understand wanting it, but, um, eh, I don't know. It, it kind of seems like it's like you you kind of made your move and you've got to live in this new life how it is. So, I don't know. I feel bad for her, for sure. But it was kind of like, th this seems like a thing you should have thought of before you time jumped. And uh, that, that said also, I understand that, like, that issue became more pressing in previous issues because time kept hitting itself and was getting more troublesome. But yeah, sad Max is definitely sad. We pick up then the next day, Max sees uh, the guy from the day before in all black, um, but then she turns around and he's gone again. Max then goes to uh, the shop that Chloe works at. Chloe works as a mechanic, it seems, and goes to see her. And as she's approaching Chloe, Chloe is singing uh, one of the high seas songs so the the pirate band from before and max asks her about it and chloe's like i don't know never heard of him uh must have been something i just heard kind of thing so that's pretty interesting you know maybe what chloe said is right but it seems that chloe probably has some residual memories from past from you know prime timeline chloe maybe i don't know definitely weird Definitely a weird thing to have happen. While they're talking, uh, we see that Max still feels bad about Seattle. Chloe just reassures her, it's in the past. You didn't, you know, mean to be bad, essentially. Like, I'm not mad at you sort of thing. It also seems to imply that Max and Chloe haven't seen each other since Farewell, the Farewell episode of uh, before the storm. So that, that's pretty interesting. Is She hasn't seen her since Max left for Seattle and then Max ends up showing up in LA where Chloe and Rachel are. So there's um, even more distance, you know, even, even a longer period of time than uh, how the game starts, you know, with meeting in the bathroom or whatever. So th that's, that's pretty wild. Chloe then expresses that she's worried about Rachel not being happy, that 
Rachel was a different person at Blackwell. You know, she was magnetic. She had all this life. She brought life to things around her. And it just doesn't seem like her now. You should have seen her then, but she's not really that way today. Chloe then uh, goes and shows Max some metal art that she'd made. And she's pretty excited. She actually got commissioned to do it. Someone paid Chloe money to do art. And is like, oh my god, I'm an artist. Uh, Chloe's pretty stoked on it. But she's also worried that it could make Rachel feel bad. That, you know, if I share this thing, Rachel will feel more like a failure and I'll feel bad for bringing it up. That's kind of Chloe's concern. And Max says, no, when you love someone, when they succeed, you love it. You know, regardless of what's going on for you kind of thing. Which, again, is a nice angle to the Chloe and Max relationship of before. And is sad that Max isn't in that right now is good advice and I think a cool kind of selfless thing for Max to do and say too um like it's helping Chloe's relationship with Rachel even though you know Max had had and would want a relationship with Chloe now so uh I thought that was pretty cool I like that later they go home uh Max and Chloe are already there and Rachel comes home and she says guess what guys I got a job and Max and Chloe are excited. They're like, oh, tell us about it. And she's like, well, it's a big job, actually. You know, it's it's long. It's six months, in fact. It's with the Shakespeare Company, and they do these tours around. And they're like, wow, that sounds really cool. And she's like, but, you know, it's good and bad. And they're like, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. What's the bad? And she's like, well, it's on the East Coast. I'm going to be going from uh, New York to Florida. Uh, while they're talking, Chloe realizes that Rachel already took the job. She's like, and the bad part is you already took it, right? And Rachel's like, yeah, I did. I was a little scared to tell you because I know how you are kind of thing. Chloe and Rachel kind of have this moment of kind of uh, trying to reconcile of it. Like, I know I'm being dumb, being worried about this. And, you know, um, Rachel tries to reassure her, like, you know, we've got phones, we got Skype, we got video call, like we're not we're not in trouble, it will be fine. Chloe's kinda like, uh, okay. Meanwhile, uh, at this point, uh, Max slips off and she ends up seeing the guy from before. And he uh, quickly goes around a corner and Max wonders if he's a flicker. Um, and you see that his nose bled, so I'm thinking he must have rewound time real fast and kind of ran over there, it seems. That's where our issue actually ends. So, I've got a couple general thoughts on the issue itself. Uh, the first one being is just this difficulty Max is living in. That she's in a timeline that isn't hers. So Max has all of these previous memories and friends and experiences. Uh, you know, like knowing the High Seas Band, all her time with Chloe, the... Uh, the guilt, the pain, the confusion, everything regarding Arcadia Bay before. None of that was there. Max seemingly probably hasn't even been back to Arcadia Bay in this timeline. Uh, not knowing Victoria, you know, I guess not knowing Kate or Warren, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, which is hard, you know. Um, you're kind of a stranger in your own body, in a sense. Like, you're there, but like what what was my life like like you know she probably would have to i don't know she had a journal or something read through that and see what she had done and to fill in the blanks like that kind of thing um 
or go on our Facebook or something like that would be that'd be super challenging so I really felt for Max in that regard is that kind of aloneness you'd feel and and even the Chloe relationship especially you know like um, you realize you love each other but you've got a you feel like you need to go to this timeline another timeline to save Chloe and the universe and so you do and now you're here and Chloe is too, but it's not your Chloe, not with those experiences, not the Chloe who loves you. And in fact, that Chloe is in a relationship that you want to support, that she seems happy, and you want that to be a good thing, you know, like, so... Ooh, that'd be hard. I don't envy Max here at all. <laughs> uh, very sad for her. Uh, next is... I felt pretty sad for Chloe in this issue. Um... Specifically that, you know, with Rachel bringing up that I'm going to leave for six months, that for sure. Um, yeah, I guess I guess probably that, really, is how Rachel choosing she's going to go. I felt sad for Chloe in that. And, and okay, there we go. Um, and also just, like, being afraid that Rachel would not like your success kind of thing. Like, that's not the healthiest relating. Um, and, and in fairness to Rachel, that could all be on Chloe feeling that way. Rachel might not put off anything that gives that, but that could be Chloe's own insecurities or uncertainty doing that. But uh, yeah, I felt sad there. As for Rachel taking the Shakespeare job on the East Coast, I don't have as much of a problem with her doing it as I do with not telling Chloe. I think context would be pretty important, which it makes sense that the issue didn't give us, it makes sense that we wouldn't get it, but like, real life context would be really important here. So like, Rachel's auditioning for jobs. Does she know that she's auditioning for jobs that are outside of LA? If she does, she should have shared that with Chloe. And, you know, and then Chloe and her could have that conversation like, okay, if we've gotta leave LA, we will, or, you know, we only wanna do in-town jobs, you know, whatever. That should have probably been a discussion, and that context would be pretty important. Um, for on the, on the other hand, if Rachel didn't know it was out of town's job, she's just applying, and then you know she found out. Oh my gosh, it's this, and it's actually not even here. That's not as much Rachel's fault, I would say. Uh, that's not that's not Rachel's fault actually at all. Um, you know, if the job did that, if you didn't know. The other thing I would kind of wonder again, I've never been a I've never been a performer or had a situation like this, but it doesn't seem like a job would say, "I need an answer right now, this moment in time." Otherwise, in five minutes, I'm calling someone else and asking them if they want the job. Like, you must tell me immediately. It seems like most jobs would give you a day or let you make a phone call then, or you know, something like that. And I think that Rachel should have done that. Like, even if it was, hey, I, I need to talk to my girlfriend, um, I will call you in the morning to say yes or no to the job. Is that okay? Or can I call her right now to find out? That seems pretty reasonable to me. And if a job wouldn't be reasonable like that, I would have um, a lot of problems with what that job could be. You know, if a, if a job doesn't want to give you that kind of freedom to... I don't know, do something as, um, I don't know, important as involving your loved ones with a decision like that. Ugh, that seems like a job that's going to underpay you and overwork you and treat you like garbage. So, uh, I don't know. That that, that feels um, 
a little tough in there. And, you know, again, maybe that stuff did happen. So I think the context really matters. If if Chloe and Rachel have had conversations like this, if it um, is something that they've considered in their lives as a possibility, I would see then Rachel doing this as being more reasonable and more okay. And that, you know, of course Chloe would be bummed out because, you know, that's hard, even if it's the right thing. And, and for Chloe to be able to come around. On the opposite side, if Rachel just, like, didn't do any of those things and then just got a job, that seems pretty shitty. And I would hope she didn't do that. I hope that's not it. I hope it's either someone where more in the middle or uh, something like that. Because um, I, I, I could see also Chloe, like, Chloe how she is. I think she would react poorly no matter what, but if you've had conversations leading up, I think she could understand, and Chloe is also pretty supportive, so I think then she would be like, yes, you should go, I want you to. Like, I feel bad about it, but, you know, um, we've talked about this, and I think this is a good move. So, those details definitely matter. I don't expect to get them in the comic later on, necessarily, but um, that would really impact how I view this relationship of them. Is it, it's a hard thing, and they're moving forward together, Is or is Rachel kind of being like, this is my thing, and like, deal with it or don't. Uh, that that would leave a pretty bad taste for me regarding this. So, yep, that's my long-winded uh, views on this job situation. <laughs> uh, the last thing is this guy in all black. He appears to be another time traveler to me. Um, and my, my thinking is that maybe he's like jumped too many timelines that regular people can't see him. And that's why only Max can. Because Max has jumped timelines, so she can see this guy. Like, if he's um, almost like a shimmer or something like that. Like a not-fool-person, in a sense, kind of thing. Or something like that. That's kind of my wonder. I hope that what it's kind of setting up is that maybe he can give guidance to her in some nature. Um, what I hope it's not is I hope it's not either like a, a love interest or a villain. I think either of those would be pretty lame. Uh, and I'm not as interested in that. But if he's kind of a, uh, a Yoda, briefly, for Max, I think that could be good. And, like, yeah, I jump so many timelines that I'm not whole anywhere and no one recognizes me. Like, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible, horrible, horrible. And so if Max kind of sees the uh, potential danger in something like that, that'd be pretty interesting. I, I would be pretty into that. So, yeah, those are my general thoughts on Issue 5. I've got a little bit of thoughts from uh, some other listeners, so uh, here they are. Daniel on Twitter wrote in, and he said, I guess I'm too used to fanfics. 32 pages just isn't enough per issue, especially this one. I certainly don't blame anyone, but it felt forced rushed. But I did like it, and it was great to see them all interact. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree, I guess, on two counts. First, uh, I agree, uh, being spoiled by fanfiction. Uh, a lot of the fanfiction I read is already done, um, and it's longer. And so, you know, if I'm really digging a uh, thing going on with Max and Chloe, I just get to keep going. And I really like that. And definitely feel the, uh, no, I want more. Um, which I guess is good that it is that way, but um, in some senses, I wish I was someone who read these as like trade paperbacks or something. So just reading them in those four issue chunks. That would be kind of nice. And I guess if this becomes a comic that goes on for years or something, maybe I will switch to being that way. I don't know. Um, but I certainly like it. 
quite a bit, but the shortness is hard. And I, I too did like seeing the three of them together. I like the idea of them all living in the apartment together and being friends and Max getting to know Rachel for real and getting to support her and Chloe and I, I don't know, all of that. I really like that. Um, far more than I thought I would. Uh, typically, I haven't, like in fanfics I read, I don't usually read ones where Rachel, Max, and Chloe are all there. Usually it's just Max and Chloe, uh, the ones that I read. So that, I, I liked it a lot more than I would have thought. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Next up, I've got uh, some thoughts from Eskerfield on Twitter. Uh, and they said, I really liked it. It was refreshing to move beyond the we have to make a connection between the game and the story arc into something else. There were a lot of things to look at in each panel. I love the panels that focus on Max. She's drawn. like that it did feel just beyond the game, that you don't have to go and, like, you know, remember what happened with Frank's beans or um, remember this thing. I, I do like that it's, it's shifted. And I agree. Max is drawn excellent. It looks great. This comic looks really good. It really... I know I've said it on previous episodes, but it looks great. It, it feels like Arcadia Bay, or it feels like Original Life is Strange. Like, it feels like these people. It looks like them. Um, it's quite good. I, I really, really like it. So, yeah, it's awesome. So, that's my thoughts on issue five of the Life is Strange comic. What I wanted to do next, if uh, people are interested in hearing it, is I recently went to the Pacific Northwest and got to uh, visit some places or references from the Life is Strange games. And so I wanted to, I guess, share briefly on a couple of those experiences, I guess. And so here we go. First, I got to go to Tillamook Bay uh, in Oregon, uh, which is the, not a setting of Arcadia Bay, but it's very, very similar. Uh, some of the things in Tillamook Bay or... Uh, Garbadali, or there's Tillamook Bay, I guess, is a bay with several towns around it and that kind of thing. But the setting is quite similar to Arcadia Bay in the games. It looks wonderful. Um, if you look up Tillamook Bay at Arcadia Bay, like on Reddit or something like that, you'll be able to see a bunch of threads, lots of pictures uh, that people have done uh, and done uh, trips and stuff like that that are very cool. And I posted a couple pictures of uh, the bay on Twitter, so if you go to at Story Everpod, you can see two pictures that I posted uh, from my trip. But uh, anyway, it's awesome. Tillamook Bay, though, uh, was very cool. The main thing I did was I went to the Cape Mears town uh, of Arcadia Bay from the lighthouse in the game. It looks quite similar. Uh, the view is very nice. The picture I posted online has kind of a mirror images or whatever kind of thing of here's the pictures I took and then here's the pictures from the game of this uh, same spot essentially it looks cool it looks really awesome going uh to that part of the bay was really nice like just getting uh, that ocean breeze on you and stuff it's very cool super enjoyable the lighthouse itself though at Cape Mears is not the lighthouse in the game it's in fact uh very small I think it said it was the smallest lighthouse in the state it's like 38 feet or something it's not big so it's not the lighthouse, but the view was wonderful. I highly recommend going to this part um, at Tillamook Bay specifically. It was uh, very good. After that, we did uh, drive through kind of the towns by Tillamook Bay a little bit, but um, we didn't have enough time to like stay and explore or anything like that. Um, but I did see some train tracks along the coast, uh, which was nice. Uh, of course, reminiscent from the game. When I was in Portland, 
I went to Powell's Bookstore, which was very cool. I know that uh, that's mentioned in one of the episodes. I think if uh, Chloe and Max take the handicap money, they talk about taking a road trip, and they mention going to Powell's to buy books. Um, Powell's is awesome. If you do go to Portland, uh, highly recommend going to Powell's. It's um, bigger than like the biggest library I've been to, probably. They have tons and tons and tons and tons of books. Um, and lots of cool sections and stuff like that. It would be a place that uh, you could very much so get lost in. I know I did. It was wonderful. And I could definitely see Max and Chloe having a great time there as well. Later, when I was in Portland, I went to a wine bar. And when I was, uh, I went to use the bathroom. And you go through kind of their back hallway part where they make the wine and stuff like that. And they have some uh, dogs that live there uh, that are the owners or whatever. So uh, some wine dogs. And I got to pet one. It was great. And it's uh, one of the employees told me that the dog's name was Cassidy. So that was fun uh, to meet a dog named Cassidy while I was in Oregon. And then after this, we went to Seattle, um, which felt like Max leaving Oregon and going to Seattle a little bit. But then in uh, Seattle, there was a part where we were sitting in the bar. And outside, you could see some train tracks. And I saw a dude. Uh, with a backpack and like a sleeping bag and stuff like that uh, walk up to the moving train and jump on uh, which was pretty cool it felt a lot like uh, Diaz Brothers, Cassidy Finn and the gang uh, so that was cool I've never actually seen a person jump on a train in real life um, but it was slowly going by and he just like threw his sleeping bag up and like grabbed his thing and jumped on and sat down and we saw him just sitting on it as it went by and it, it, it like had slowed down and so I was worried he'd get caught but he didn't he made it it seemed so uh, rail jumpers still there today. Uh, so, yeah, that's just uh, some of the stuff I did uh, that were was pretty fun. I really liked it. I highly recommend going out there if you can. If I um, had scheduled it better or allotted more time for this, I definitely would have and would have wanted to go see more things. But I ran out of time, so slash mismanaged it. So, you know. Uh, there's that. But if you go, you could spend more time doing those things. But two things that I definitely would do that I didn't are, one, there's the Yukina Head Lighthouse. Uh, that one is more similar to the one in the game. Uh, there's a couple other ones people talk about online. Uh, if you look up Reddit and try to find the lighthouse on there, on the Life is Strange uh, subreddit, there's a couple other lighthouses people mention. I thought the Yakina had one looked especially cool, but uh, there's several good lighthouses that do look more similar, uh, more modeled, more the Life is Strange one was modeled after, but I would definitely want to go to one of those if I would have had time. I also would have gone to the Blue Moon Diner if I could have. Um, it looks a lot like Two Whales seeing it uh, online. It looks spot on. You could definitely see uh, wanting to order uh, the Belgian waffle from Joyce. She makes the best waffles or whatever there. Like it, it, it looks and feels like it, um, looking at the pictures. So I wish I would have done that if I would have had time, but I didn't. So, yeah, here we are. But yeah, that's my, uh, little thoughts on that as well. So, uh, otherwise, if you've got thoughts on, uh, the Life is Strange comic, or actually if you've been out to Pacific Northwest and have stuff you want to share, I'd love to hear it. Um, please write into us at the greatest story ever played at gmail.com, or you can uh, find us on Twitter at StoryEverPod. 
let us know what you think. Um, again, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That would be a huge help. Would uh, mean a lot to us. We'd appreciate hearing some thoughts. Yeah, otherwise, uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>